Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Man of Steel by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Tim, and you can find me hosting the Suicide Squadcast, and you can also find me on Twitter at AllenFire. Alrighty, thank you for joining us and wrapping up this week. It's been great. <laughs> um, but <laughs> also very terrifying every single minute. <laughs> And it doesn't seem to be stopping anytime soon. Because today on Man of Steel, uh, Minute 105 starts with the World Engine and the Black Zero terraforming the planet Earth. And the minute ends uh, with that NORTHCOM analyst guy saying that Colonel Nathan Hardy's on his way and he's got Superman in tow. Who's that? Who is that? (laughs) Where's that name? I've never heard that name before. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, this thing starts up with the, the whole terraforming thing that started in yesterday's minute. Um, have we seen a bigger supervillain attack on the planet in a superhero, superhero film before? What? Have we seen a supervillain attack on the planet as bad as this? Like the, the threat level. Oh, I mean nothing that was portrayed this realistically. Yeah, because I'm I trying mean, to this think. This was, uh, yeah, everything was so campy and. When you think Superman of supervillains attacking Earth, up I mean, until 2013. I mean, you had, okay, I mean you had Superman the movie. They had a big earthquake, and you saw people falling off giant dams and things like that. I mean, but nothing, nothing like this. I mean, this was just so. Uh, intense, and it had a lot of visuals that were very similar to, you know, what happened on the events of 9-11. Yeah. Uh, you, you had that stuff, you know, that most of us, when we watch this film, you you, you can't help but think about that. And uh, and it's done in such a realist, realistic, uh, the way it's filmed and portrayed and the intensity, and it's there's nothing campy about it at all. Like, it feels very real. So, yeah, I would say that this is probably the most... Uh, intense type of attack from a supervillain that we've ever seen. Yeah, like you can't throw in an Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Freeze quote here. No, no, but I'm also thinking of like Silver Surfer and Galactus in that one movie. Or or like Green Lantern even so when Parallax came in. Or Nothing was, was really like that. Dr. Octopus and his son thing. Yeah, no, because that only happened in New York in exactly. one uh, loading dock or whatever. Like, And then even, even Avengers, it was just an alien invasion. It wasn't gravity-crushing people. Uh, yeah, see, like that's different. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I necessarily got, uh, speaking just for Avengers, I didn't get the whole Earth is in peril until I saw just that little bit of when Tony Stark has PTSD, which I loved. I think that was an Iron Man 3. Hated that movie. I love Tony Stark's PTSD. We're not here. That's neither here nor there with this movie. But no is the answer to your question. This is like the most uh, realistic, massive yeah, supervillain Yeah, like because if there attack. was a supervillain convention, General Zod would say, <laughs> oh, man. nothing is topping what I did to people. Hey, yeah. So... Mm-hmm. Right. It's uh and I think that's why so many people that dislike this film that's one of the things they talk about is they focus in on this destruction because I I think it's so uh it's so alarming how realistic it feels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, and so I I think um you know, and I think that's largely an issue. That's I think that's largely the issue that people have when they see this. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and it it that always 
eludes me. I never got that. I never, I don't understand why people think like, why is there so much destruction? Like, why is it, what do you mean? What do you want? Do you want like the two of them to be in like an enclosed gymnasium and just like throw punches at each other? Like, what's the point here? Mm -hmm. Like, there has to be a massive amount of collateral damage. Yeah. It's a Superman fight. But let's, (laughs) let's play devil's advocate here. Is this disaster porn? As I hate that term, but it, I don't it does so. get used by some people who let's say that they're not a fan of this film. Is this disaster porn? I don't think so, but the yeah, people that I don't think so either. Yeah, but the people that are saying it's disaster porn, what else is disaster porn in their opinion? Well, so it would be considered that if you and like they're saying if you enjoy this moment, then you're enjoying that. But is it like I don't know? Do you enjoy this scene of all this? Hell yeah, yeah. Well, why do you enjoy it? It's realistic. Because it's terrifying. It's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. It's a supervillain yeah. doing a supervillain thing. If it was Superman doing it, you know, like, then I could be like, whoa, wait a minute. That's terrifying. That, you know, but, you yeah. Know. Or if it was just Batman on a wait- race of time trying to, d- you know, disarm a bomb. Like, it's just like, oh. It's, yeah. It's, it's whatever. Like, that bomb could explode and destroy half the city, but Batman's going to put it out in time. Whereas we're already seeing people fly onto the uh, into the ground and slam, fly into the air, slam onto the ground. We know that they're dead. Cars are getting crushed. The helicopters mm-hmm. are going haywire. Like people are dying. Mm-hmm. Buildings are getting destroyed. We know the fact that they use like all the dust coming off the buildings and everything, and like all like that that realistic thing that we have seen in actual street footage of nine eleven. Like that already puts into mm-hmm. your mind like that's a real building falling down. That building is full of people and it's just collapsing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's that's yeah. that's why I like it. And I'm not saying I like it because of the amount of death toll that there is. I just See, like that's, the realism. That's the thing. I think a lot of people usually try to equate it like, oh, you enjoy seeing those people die. No, I just that's like that's it. that's just what that's that's what's gonna happen. If there was a being that could fly into the sky and shoot fire from his eyes and he got into another fight with another being who could shoot fire from his eyes and destroy aliens. buildings, <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. Like the, Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and this is what I really enjoy about Man of Steel so much because it 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 treats these godlike beings very realistically. Uh-huh. If you had these two individuals getting into a real battle like this, there would be you know exactly what they portrayed here. These kinds of things happening, and that's what I appreciate about this. Appreciate about this is that they didn't hold back. They yeah. they showed that there are, there are real genuine stakes here. Yeah, consequences. Like, there's real consequences. Mm-hmm. You know, and so. Uh, so I I would never consider this to be disaster porn because you know this has real meaning this has real uh, this this provides a real stake to the storyline here. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's I mean like we get, we get to see it. We saw it in earlier minutes and we get to see it in later minutes when you know these these superpowered beings are throwing just the slightest of punches on each other. We get shock waves from those punches. Like these are mm-hmm. gods fighting on Earth. Like it's just. Mm-hmm. It has to, the destruction is just, it has to happen. It's Superman's job to take the destruction somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But novice Superman doesn't understand that yet. Yeah, but, right. you know, this yeah. proves that we need this guy. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, not exactly. that we deserve this guy, but we need him. Uh-huh. You know, it's a big difference. I do love. I mean, let's, let's face it. I'm sorry. I mean, let's face it. We can't have Superman rescuing cats out of trees. I mean, that's. <laughs> that just does not work for yeah. um, the scope of that character. So this this completely validates um, the need for Superman, mm-hmm. of yeah. course. And and I like that it's a movie that's not going to depower him first and then be like, 
oh, I got to somehow defeat you now without yeah. my powers. Like, even with your powers, you're still struggling. So, yeah. like, that's what I enjoy, mm-hmm. um, is that mm-hmm. the villain can go toe-to-toe with these with these godlike powers. Um, but I love, in this moment, I love um, Lawrence Fishburne's Perry White's reaction to the world engine and the black zero destroying metropolis like when it shows back at him and he does like this step back like flinch and like i can't believe that just happened yeah it is such a tear like he's so frightened as a as a character and like he does a great job in that performance and i love it because it's like it's just like he just can't believe that just happened like like this shockwave just came back down and is is destroying people and now they're all freaking out they're running uh, cars are lifting up, coming back down, getting crushed like soda cans, and you know people are going down with it. Oh yeah, we get the oh man, we get the people running away. Yeah, people minute. who are that, falling. Those, yeah. that's terrifying. Oh my god, that is yeah. terrifying. I don't think they were tripping. I think that was gravity. Like, nope, you got caught. Like that's it. That's it for you. Well, if it was just half I think of it was you, both. your legs There's are gone. A, you know, in the panic, you get tripped over and you get left behind. True, you but know. I think that was just straight gravity hitting them. Like they. They were done before they could even run but, away fast enough. But they really kind of went out of their way to make sure they didn't necessarily show it. So, yeah. like, you know, when you see when you saw these people, what we think, you know, uh, being crushed, they kind of fell behind cars, so they were out of view. Yeah. And so, the, you know, they were conscious enough to try to say, you know, okay, we can show people flying up in the air because most people aren't going to be able to see it because they're not going to be pausing it in the middle of a, a theater <laughs> to see this kind of detail. <laughs> Like yeah, we can. but uh, but you know, people definitely see these people running away from this billowing smoke and and dust and all that, and uh, so they they you know they made a conscious effort to make sure they didn't uh, to make that gratuitous, um, but it was still terrifying. I I like it. I still it does still have that fear aspect in it. Um, another movie that I'm familiar with, uh, that they do something similar, is uh the good old Reservoir Dogs when they pan the camera up as he's cutting the cop's ear off. Okay. It's like mm-hmm. you don't get to see what's happening. You hear it. You know you what's happening. It. You feel it. And then mm-hmm. you get panned back down to the aftermath. Like, it's yeah. it's similar. Like, I like that you don't necessarily need to show this heinous act, this, distru- the, this death, mm-hmm. this scene that you don't need to show it, mm-hmm. but you can get away with, like, you feeling like, oh, I see that car getting soda can crushed. What is that going to do to a human body? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's just crazy to think about. It's it's terrifying. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about yeah. it. Uh, yeah, the people at Northcom don't seem too alarmed. Or they can't allow themselves to to give into that. Maybe they're just seeing it from a from a data and statistical point of view. They're not seeing the actual like no one's got like a camera on on screen of what's happening at you know Metropolis. It's probably best not to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I don't know. You would think they would have at least like the local news on yeah, like one screen. Focus is what they're saying. Let's think about the overall problem. What did they just hit us with? I don't know, man. I'm not in the military. I can't tell you. So, like I don't yeah. I'd be playing Game Boy. <laughs> Especially if one of those persons <laughs> is from New York, definitely not gonna pull up a live feed. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. They show mm-hmm. like, you know, the the area that he lives, like his neighborhood. They they show little Italy, like, don't do that. What's the, don't um, show that. What's the town in Metropolis uh, that Superman frequent, that he his, his apartment's in? Gosh, what is that? Um, oh, man. Now I'm just going to get yelled at from people. 
the area that he lives in in yeah it's his neighborhood and like it's called something um it's like you know like it's 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 not crime alley and it's but it's it's something of of the nature i can't i can't think of it Hmm. anyway it's gonna be mad at himself this whole time i'm gonna be mad at myself i'm gonna have fans mad at me over there i have these books right in front of me that's that's gotta say it there's like four (laughs) of them right here i'm just not picking them up right now cool um so yeah you know is this uh you know they're asking what just hit them and dr emil hamilton who is our exposition guy for this film uh exposition sherpa he's telling (laughs) the audience that you know this thing is controlling gravity it's pulsating it from one pole to the other you know yeah he gave you an sat word so you could walk out of this movie and be like all right i know what terraforming terraforming." yeah i learned (laughs) yeah i'm not gonna get into it but i (laughs) i uh i played a video game when i was younger and it taught me about terraforming and so when i went to saw this movie i was like oh i know what terraforming is what video game i said in that voice too (laughs) it was torok it was a remake oh oh the xbox one one and only video game before they went bankrupt yeah uh mm. yeah they were terraforming in that game so i learned about terraforming so mm. i was like that nerd in the audience who was like are they terraforming and they go they're terraforming i go oh cool i think they did the same thing in red faction no they were mining in red faction mm. yeah okay i don't know mm-hmm. what that is but yeah so they are terraforming uh, they're turning earth into krypton it is uh is this is this how it's done is this is this uh does this make sense or is this just a sci-fi thing and they're just like yeah that's what terraforming looks like like is is terraforming an actual thing like can it can it be done that's a good question in well in theory it can right but i mean i don't know like we we i mean from our perspective where we're at as humans like we're not even anywhere close being able to do it we can't even save our own planet (laughs) it's true let alone terraform (laughs) some other planet that's what that's what this but in theory it could be done but I mean, I always found the 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 stuff that they kind of alluded to in this is pretty interesting. They talked about uh, you know throwing all this um, flooding, uh, I guess, the atmosphere with particulates yeah. and yeah, and messing with the topography and all that. And who knows what that is? Because I mean, they need to adjust the 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 air um, concentrations of different gases and all that. And they need to do all these other things. I'm not even sure what they're all doing, but because um, I mean, in terms of terraforming, you know, it, it seemed like it's a habitable world, so. It seems like the only thing they'd have to do is really get the the air that they breathe uh, to be what they would need. So yeah, but it's I mean it makes it you know, seem like that was like the reasoning behind the storm cloud from the world engine that we see, which I I love right. I love that we get the explanation. But is are these just are these made up sci, sci, sci fi words? Is terraforming no. a, like that's a real word? No, it's like a real it, world. Okay. Is, yeah, no, it's a real world. It's a real word. <laughs> real so world. is like erosion. Real. Is that fall into terraforming? Erosion's a real word. Erosion. Real I know erosion's world. a real word. <laughs> <laughs> can't even say the word real word can't even say it uh, i mean the other words they used uh particulates topography those are all you know those are all real words they're all real words know. but they're what just like a real yes. word they're thrown into a Did scientific is a real word <laughs> they is a real yeah, word. i mean Jesus. Just, shut up <laughs> i mean this is just a very high level you know mumbo jumbo uh the kind of things you do but it's it's yeah. obviously much more complex than this yeah, my my question was just you know the just the world the the two opposite end world engine black zero going pulsating back and forth through the core was is that really the best way is that plausible terraforming that was my question not I I didn't know if that just it know. seems right maybe there hasn't been any other explanation of terraforming that's been that scientific before <laughs> so someone's just like yeah, yeah that sounds right 
Yeah, to to churn the core and into doing something like that. I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I I kind of feel like this whole Norcom thing was one of the work the worst uh, scenes of the whole film. Like it was the weakest part because I the exposition was rather annoying to me. It's all it was. Uh, was I kind of felt like. It was all exposition. It, th- this entire uh, this entire set or scene, you know, the location has all been exposition in some of the previous minutes as well. Uh, so I, I, this is like this is one thing. Like if I were to make my you know Tim Yoko cut of this film, I would probably cut out these scenes and just delete them. <laughs> but don't people need that? But I, <laughs> but that's exact. But that's exactly. I'm not the average like audience general audience member. I would you know I I, I understand the need for this kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, but I, I'm still allowed to get annoyed by it. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh you're, yeah. Well, absolutely. you're with good company. Because so. uh, the exposition <laughs> yes. isn't going to stop anytime soon with them. Um, no. After they're done explaining terraforming, uh, they have to give you exposition on this uh, certain word that they have right here. So a uh, little tech. Uh, analyst guy says you know that Colonel Nathan Hardy is on his way back with a plan for the Kryptonians and he's got Superman in tow and How many these minutes every week they always end just in the best ways and I don't know why and I don't know if the editors edit things in minutes as well but this is a great way to end this week with you Tim because uh, we finally get the word <laughs> Superman in this film. Uh, not mm-hmm. the way that most people thought it would come, but <laughs> mm-hmm. just kind of... So hey, quick. He's got Superman in tow. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It's almost like you miss it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we almost got it months ago with Lois Lane doing the... And it cuts yeah. out. <laughs> And that would have been it. That would have been like, oh, she almost said it. Yeah. But then this dude, who doesn't even have a name. Just calls him up and right. It's like, yo, his name is Superman. Yo, Superman's here. What up? (laughs) But you're going to find out tomorrow that that's what people are calling him. It wasn't something he made up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or Monday. Um, But, yeah, that's that's a big moment in a very nonchalant, anticlimactic way. I loved mm-hmm. it. Did you? When I first saw it, I thought mm-hmm. it was great. I, I mean, well, I already went into the movie thinking that it's not it, – the movie's not called Superman. The movie's called Man of Steel. So I was already thinking, like, are they even going to call him this? Are they even going to tell him that he's Superman? It's not a Superman movie. It's an alien movie. So mm-hmm. uh, to have, like, that so nonchalant, it's perfect. Yeah. I mean, I just when I saw it, I was just like, you know, like I want you to be it. already like involved and invested into this movie. Uh, you know, 105 minutes in, that like when someone just says offhandedly, quick, oh, he's got Superman in tow. You just like already assume like, oh yeah, it's true. It's not until Monday's minute that we get Swanwick questioning the word, where you yourself as the audience member question, oh yeah, wait, they haven't said that yet. So like right now at minute one oh five, like you're like he's got Superman in tow. It's like awesome, cool, Superman's on his way. That's great. Awesome. You don't even think about it. I don't know, man. I'm I'm kind of old school. I I always liked the idea that it was Lois Lane that came up with the name Superman and I would have liked that to have been like the first headline or something like that. To that's where it sticks. You know, not just like some internet chatter or whatever it might have been. If it was yeah, if it was done through a Daily Planet newspaper article, Mm -hmm. that probably would have been better. Um but still, still campy, still classic. Mm-hmm. I did like—I don't know—I like—I like the newer, 
I like this new idea. Militaris, militarized Superman. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. It depends on how you go with that. But um, before we wrap up this week, I uh, kind of had some questions for you, Tim. Uh, we wanted to know yeah. what the first time was like when you first saw Man of Steel uh, in theaters or whatnot. Uh, so I went with my wife, and I remember walking up to the theater itself, and there was a previous showing. There was a bunch of people coming out, and I remember one guy walking past, and he had a big old Superman you know, emblem on his shirt. So I just uh, I just said, you know, hey, how was it? And I just remember him just uh, yelling out a bunch of explicatives saying it was, like, basically effing awesome. So <laughs> that's So that was, like, you know, that was awesome. Like, I was kind of going into that not really knowing a whole lot about the film. I tried to keep myself isolated. And the whole experience to me was just fantastic. I, I loved it. It was, to me, it was like it had all these, like, complex characters that I was looking for and, you know, the relationship with, uh, you know, with um, his, his Kryptonian father, Jarrell, and then also with his Earth father. I mean, because really this is a film, it's, it's a first contact film, but it's also a film about fathers. Uh, just like uh, Batman v Superman's a film about mothers, and so I, exactly. I kind of like the overall theme about this film, and it was done in such a seriousness that I I just really liked. Uh, I it was everything that I wanted to see, yeah, and I wanted to see uh, I wanted to see that journey as well about him uh, becoming Superman and trying to find out his roots. Uh, you know, I didn't want him sitting in the Fortress of Solitude for like 10 years or whatever it was in Superman the movie. <laughs> yeah. Where he'd like stayed there isolated. Like I, I wanted him like hiking his way and working his way up to the north. And, and I just I love that. So it was it was a great experience to me. And uh, I really liked the film the first time I saw it. I went and saw it a second time. And I just absolutely loved it because I just got so much more out of it. Uh, it's a flawed film. There's there's parts in it. That, oh, yeah. Uh, I feel like, you know, it could have been written better. Uh, like, I felt like the script needed another run-through. Uh, but despite all that, it has it has a lot of importance and gravity and consequences. And that's that's what I want to see in a film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Something that I really liked about this film is that it's not a film where they just kind of tell Superman. Like, like, him growing up, like, oh, you need to be Superman. Like, you need to go out and do things. Yeah. Like, I like that they have, like, the the... the the should you or should you not like it sh- it, like when is a nice when is the right time to use your powers when is it you know and to have that kind of like yeah i'm super powered but like when is the right time to do that like you know I, I can't just always go ahead and do it and i like that restraint and that constant questioning of your powers like of whether or not you could use them but should you kind of thing so i think it's great mm-hmm. um right and then you know moving after man of steel there's a couple other films so we have donna justice that follows after that. We have Suicide Squad. Wonder Woman comes out in just a couple days. And um, Justice League after that and Aquaman. And we kind of wanted to get your opinion on the films that have come out and the films that are coming out very soon. Right. So uh, just as a generally speaking, uh, I've really enjoyed uh, the kind of the tone that they've set for the you know the DC extended universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it all goes back to treating everything seriously. That's something that I've always wanted. Uh, you know, I'm a I've been a DC fan all my life, so this is like a dream come true to see um, all these things that um, I really gravitated towards. You know, the serious stories throughout the years. I mean, to actually see that put on film. Yeah, it's like been a dream come true. Uh, you know, I'm not a big Marvel fan. You know, growing up, I didn't I didn't read a lot of Marvel. Uh, but the Marvel that I did read is all stuff that's not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 
you know, I liked, uh, you know, I read like uh, Fantastic Four and Spider-Man and X-Men. <laughs> yeah. So none of that is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I don't really have any strong uh, attachments there. And I enjoy the films, but they're, they're hardly any of them are any that I want to go back and rewatch, quite honestly. Uh, they're entertaining films, but that's it. Like, they don't, they, don't, they don't hang with me like these DC Cinematic or DC Extended Universe films do. Like, yeah. they, they, they're films that I just sit there and think about all the time because there's so much, uh, there's so many uh, important elements that are being explored and there's so many consequences that yeah. uh, just really keeps drawing me back to it. So I, I've enjoyed everything. Uh, I think Suicide Squad had a lot of great elements, but it's, it's the weakest of the films up to this point. Uh, mm-hmm. But I still enjoyed a lot of it. Uh, you know, I thought some of the interactions with Amanda Waller were fantastic. Oh, yeah. But... Definitely but yeah, I'm, my I'm pretty character. pleased with where they're going. Yeah, I'm I'm real pleased with where it's going. I know that's not um, the overwhelmingly popular opinion, but I I really like the tone that's been set, and I hope they continue along those lines. And I and I it seems to me that what I've seen with Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman film, that uh, it's still going to be dark, and it's still going to explore some really difficult themes as well. Uh, so I'm glad that they're retaining all that. And it sounds like it's going to be, uh, it's going to have a lot of heart, and it's going to have, uh, you know, some appropriate comedic moments in it as well. So, I, I think it's going to resonate pretty well with the general audience. So, uh, so I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. I just don't want them to ever lose the um, the, the real the realism that they're doing with these films. Yeah, like me if neither. we put these characters in a real world sit- you know situation, that's what I want to see. Yeah, I think what's important is. So for these films to this like film shared universe to not devolve into mm-hmm. an escapism style yeah. film where it it's like, Oh, real. you right. go and watch superheroes fight, you know, aliens and, and just kind of like, Oh, that was fun. That was a lot of action. Yeah. I, I enjoyed my like one liners here and there. Like man of steel and Donna justice are definitely not escapism films. In my opinion, like you go no. there and just like when you read comic books, like you get influenced by them. You're supposed to like walk out of the theater with like this little treasure of something to take with you, like a moral or something. It's a drama, man. Yeah, and it like just, mm-hmm. it just has comic book right. characters. So in I, it. yeah, you know, I I enjoy where these films have gone. Uh, Suicide Squad is a little off the, you know, fell off a bit. But bad editing. Bad editing, but the characters are great. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, you can still have those beautiful characters in in the universe. At, you know, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, overall, I like what they're doing. If it's different, I, I still like it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. if someone ever wanted to get into Superman and they were asking you for any recommendations, they don't really know Superman. Uh, we were kind of wondering what book, movie, TV show mm-hmm. would you recommend them, uh, to go experience ASAP. Yeah, uh, so that's a good question. So, I mean, there's so many different versions of Superman that mm-hmm. you could recommend. I mean, if you wanted to go more with a conventional uh, 80s or 90s style superhero, I mean, I would say just go right back to the relaunch of Superman uh, back in the mid-80s uh, when John Byrne was uh, writing and, and um, doing the artwork for it. You know, I think there's there was a lot of uh, good stories there. Uh, it's pretty dated now when I read something from that era. You know, it's it doesn't hold up as well. Uh, but if but if you're just kind of looking for that that charm, uh, I would go back and check that out. Uh, I would say you know some other great stories uh, just offhand. I mean, go check out Birthright. I, th- I think is a really good story. 
Yeah. Um, just check out any of the uh, uh, the else worlds or just like alternative reality type of stories. Uh, go check out Red Sun. Whew. That's a fantastic <laughs> story. That's true. Um, yeah. So I mean, there's things like that. But if um, I, you know, I would always just recommend, especially with the availability of comics digitally now. You know, jump on Comicsology and just start with number one of any of any of those different series. You can start with, um, you know, the relaunch with New Fifty Two. You could start with uh, Rebirth, and uh, just check those out. And I think I think any one of those are pretty appropriate to just jump right in. But definitely, yeah. you know, go find some of the the you know the stories from uh, that are that you'll just get like little one shots. Those are always really good. I always kind of feel like those are really good stories as well. Yeah, um, you know, and check out the uh, the animated Superman, uh, the Superman the animated series as well. That's that's a great one, pretty much for all ages. Cool. Agreed. Yeah, so, absolutely. I still yeah. watch it. I'm actually gonna go read back and rewatch mm-hmm. it now. Superman Adventures. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I've been I've been wanting to do that as well. Is yeah. it on Netflix? No, no, I'll have to do something. It's on. Parody. No, it's I'll on I'll go Prime. buy it. Oh, is it? <laughs> Amazon Prime? Oh, I got that. There we yeah. go. Perfect. Cool. I think it is. I might be thinking of Batman the Animated Series, but I'm pretty sure I've, it's been on our If that one's on Amazon, yo, count me in. I'll do That's that okay. one, too. I'll go give Warner Brothers my money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah. That's all from me. Nate, did you have any questions? Uh, uh, no, I think that's it. Um, thanks so much, Tim, for coming yeah. on. Like, all, Tim, all your where opinions. Can we find you? Yeah, we're, we, uh, spot on, man. Yeah. All right, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me on here. Uh, this is pretty fun. I, I would have to say I think you guys are a little bit insane going through <laughs> these films minute by minute. <laughs> I don't know how many hours you're going to end up recording by the time you're done with this, but it's a pretty pretty uh, intense what you guys are doing. So um, I, you know, I, I'm going to go back and I've, I've listened to spotty episodes from your show, uh, certain areas that uh, uh, that I've liked. You know, like parts of the film I just jumped in, but you know, after listening to a few of these, I want to go back and kind of start from the beginning and kind of work my way through it's it's been fun and i just want to thank you guys for having me as part of this journey yeah um, so you can find me uh a, a co-host with uh my other my other host scott at the suicide squad cast podcast we cover dc films and uh, some dc tv some comics that kind of thing so we put out a show weekly we also have two other podcasts in our network we have dc comics squad cast and that's with chris and jordan and they cover dc comics focusing pretty much on the rebirth uh, especially around the Watchmen storyline right now. Ooh, and the then we also have DC <laughs> TV Squad. Yeah, the button. Uh, so we also have DC TV Squad cast, and that's with Ray and Brent. And so they cover DC TV just focusing in on the CW. So so go check out our shows. If you want to reach out to us, you can reach us on Twitter at Suicide Squad Cast. You can reach me on Twitter at Alan Fire. We'll really want to hit up DC TV Squad cast when Krypton oh, starts yeah. up. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, definitely we're we're definitely doing this minute by minute yes it's been a crazy journey uh it's <laughs> it's probably not <laughs> the best idea um but we <laughs> it, we love talking about the, no, the dc films that much um but doing man of steel minute by minute has been some of the best discoveries oh yeah when it comes to loving superman and like like Doing this has increased my love for Superman because I'm not a Superman guy. I'm not a Kryptonian guy. I'm, you know, Tim Drake and the whole Bat family is kind of what I grew up on. But right, 
this has got me so pumped for Krypton because it's turned me into like this Kryptonian lore guy where I'm just like, I need to mm-hmm. know everything about them. Right? It's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm so into it. Like I want to write a story about the sword of Rouse. You know, it's like, this has been <laughs> such a cool experience for us and to do it for the other films coming up. Um, I think we might be able to redeem suicide squad in the future by doing it minute by minute mm, or sure. not maybe it'll be yeah. maybe we'll just uh a disaster <laughs> yeah no i think it'll be all right <laughs> all right but thank you so much tim for joining us um and maybe sometime in the future we can get you and scott or maybe scott and, you know who knows uh if you want to join us for donna justice we'd love to have you back on oh we'd be there in a heartbeat oh, absolutely yeah. all right good is there a certain moment or scene that you guys uh, would love to talk about in that one. Oh, I I could talk about every scene in that film. So there, I I I I love it all the way throughout. Oh, so. perfect, awesome, absolutely, yep. cool. Alrighty, guys, we are going to wrap up this week. Uh, if you love everything you heard, definitely check out everything that Tim's got going on his side: Suicide Squadcast, DC TV Squadcast, DC Comic Squadcast. And also check us out on iTunes. Leave us a great review. It helps us out. Uh, helps other people who love shows like these find us. And um, Nate also does another minute-by-minute podcast called Tarantino Minute, where they're co- currently covering Reservoir Dogs. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week here on DC Cinematic Minute.